Good morning and welcome to 133 episode of Miracle World today. This is um, Word and Wisdom part 44, part 44, and we are in Wisdom line 257. Let's go. I want to believe that God has got a word for you today. Now, I wanted to hear this and, and, and follow this wisdom word proper. I'm sure it's going to help you. Many people find it difficult to cope where they belong without a sense of crowd. They want a crowded church, a crowded soccer field, a crowded market, as to feel secured. But God's definition of crowd is where two or three are gathered in his name. What about you? Have you been in, 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 in? Have you been with people? Do you know people that they don't like to go to small churches because they feel that they are, the churches are not too crowded? Hello, somebody. They love to live in a crowded neighborhood. Hello, somebody. They just feel they just have this tendency of having a sense, having that sense of what when they are among the crowd or among crowd. But what they do not know is that crowd could even hide you. Hello, somebody. Sometimes God may have to put you in a very small place, small organization, in order to distinguish your person, your purpose, your calling, and your quality. And lots of people today that are hiding, that are in the crowd, the crowd has swallowed them up. And a lot of people think that crowd is when you have too many people. But the Bible says in Matthew 18, verse 20, let's see the definition of what crowd is, is to Jesus. Hello, somebody, or what crowd are. He says, For where two or three gathers together in my name, there, I, there am I with them. So in the Bible, we see that <laughs> the crowd to, to God means where two or three are gathered in his name, as long as they gathered in his name. What does that mean? It means you could have a soccer field with 100,000 people, a rugby field with 100,000 people. If they are not gathering in the name of the Lord, then God is not there with them. A lot of believers today are deluded and they are deceived because many of them will never go to church that is not crowded. When they join a small church, they want to leave because to them, it is not, there's not a lot of people. But they do not know that the redefinition of a church, of a crowded church, is where two or three are gathered. So are you one of those people who does not have a sense or feel a sense of what unless you are in the midst of crowd? When I was in South Korea, South Korea was a crowded nation. Small land with too many people. Small landscape with too many people. And I was used to crowded city, crowded subway, crowded bus, crowded neighborhood. But when I came to this nation, one of the reasons actually I didn't like the city when I came was because it it looked a bit dry, it looked a bit empty. Everybody were on their own, everybody living in their own bungalow. You don't have a sense of cooperation among in, uh, in the neighborhood, among the neighbors. 
people drive in and drive out. So I start feeling like not try, I wasn't feeling that sense of fulfillment. Unbeknownst to me that I was foolish. I was feeling that way because I just came out from a crowded city and this city looked like a dried city. In my eye, because in my thinking, it wasn't a crowded city. Hello, somebody. Honestly, I abhorred the city. I didn't like it because it was too dry in my eye. You know, it wasn't long. I started discovering. In fact, a friend told me, if you stay in this country longer, you will like the city. You will love it. Now, I'm loving to live in a, a quiet neighborhood. I don't like to live in a place where you are. You'll be hearing all sort of sound of a car. Before, I didn't say it. A lot of people would not want to be in a church, work in a company, unless it is crowded. That is a wrong mindset. It is an error. I repeat again, many people find it difficult to cope, with, to cope where they belong without a sense of crowd. They want a crowded church, a crowded soccer field, a crowded market, a crowded neighborhood as to feel secure. But God's definition of crowd is where two or three are gathered in his name. What about you? I want you to think about this, you know, meditate about it. I'm sure it's going to help you. Word and wisdom number 258. How are you known? How are you known in your city? Honorable or dishonorable person. It is your duty to cave for yourself the, the Nikki or the Nick that you desire. No, when I say the Nick, and not I-C-H-E. I repeat again, it is your duty to cave for yourself the Nick that you desire in your society. No one will do it for you but you. Samuel's this brought him esteem. <laughs> Americans call this word Nick or Nick. The British, British call it niche. Unless somebody. Now, it is in your power to call for yourself that Nick, that position, that place you desire in your society. Hello, somebody. As long as you do not do something to cut a path for yourself or to cave a place for yourself, hello, somebody, you will not become that place you want to be, that position you want to be, that place you want to function in, that role you want to play, that thought. Hello, somebody. You need to cave it for yourself. Hello, somebody. You know, so the Bible says in the book of John 44, no, no, sorry, 4 Samuel 9 says, Luke Samuel the servant. Luke said, Luke said the servant. In this city, there is a man of God who is highly respected. Everything he says surely comes to pass. Let us go there now. Maybe he will tell us, you know, which way to go. This is what in our source and our servant. Or source aid instructed Saul when they were looking for the missing ship. Hello, somebody. They, 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 the aid told him, you know, there's a, there's a prophet in this city. There's a man in this city. He is highly respected. You know, everything he says come to pass. Let's go and meet him. That is how Samuel was known in his city. Hello, somebody. That was the, the, the how they knew him. That was his representation. He's a man that is known that whenever he says anything, it comes to pass. Glory to God. So, that, so in other words, Samuel was able to cave or to cut that part for himself. Hello? Hello, somebody. Through the help of God. So if you really want to be great, if you want to have a place, a position, you know, a role in your society, 
you need to do your best to carve it for yourself. By doing it, how do you carve it? By doing, you know, a, a, a good deed. By having, a, you know, by being a role model. Like I repeat again, how are you known in your city? In your city, honorable or dishonorable person, it is your duty to carve for yourself the nick you desired in your society. No one will do it for you, but you. Samuel did brought him esteem. Do you want to be esteemed among men? Do something about it. Hello, somebody. Alalabashanta. <laughs> Watch some wisdom. 200, 259. 259. It is an error to fear what is on the outside than what is in the inside of you. Many are, many are afraid of the devil, afraid of aging, afraid of men, but neither believe nor reverence the spirit of God in the inside of them. For John 4 says, You little children are from God and have overcome the world and have overcome them, meaning the world, the law, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Hello, somebody. Now, a lot of people, you know, John here was saying, look, he said, you little children, you little children are from God. He said, because you are from God, you have overcome the world. Hello, somebody. He said, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, the world speaks of what is on the outside. Hello. He that is in you speaks of God, speaks of Holy Spirit. He said, therefore, because you have the Holy Spirit in the inside of you, because you have God in the inside of you, because you, you are the image of God. He said, you have overcome what is in the ins- in, on, on the outside, which is the world, which are the things that intimidate you, which are the things that try to control you, which are the things that try to kill you. He said, you have overcome them. But today, you see what? We have Holy Ghost in the inside. Yet we are afraid of what is in the world. We don't think that we have overcome those trouble even before they come. We have overcome those sin, those temptations, even before it occurs. Yet we have God in the inside. Do you also know that many of us, we are so fearful of the devil on the outside. But we, don't, we are not fearful of the Holy Ghost that is in the inside of us. We don't reference the Holy Ghost. We still sin against the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in the inside of you. And because the Holy Ghost is in the inside of you, it's in the, it's in the, in the inside of you, I believe you should fear the Holy Ghost more. You should honor the Holy Ghost more. You should reverence the Holy Ghost more than you fear the thing that is in the inside. We are not, most of us are not afraid of sinning, hello? Because when you sin, you sin against your, against your spirit. You sin against the spirit of God in you. But we are afraid of, of things that is in this world. No, we are afraid of the devil. We are afraid of aging. We are afraid of looking bad. No, no, we are afraid of how people perceive us. We are afraid of what the things people say about us. But, but we are not afraid of what the Holy Ghost could do to us if we, if we grieve him. We are not afraid that we could lose the presence of God if we grieve him. Why do you fear what is in the, in the, in the, on, the, on the outside? And not what is in the inside. Honor what is in the inside. Reverence what is in the inside more than what is in the outside. If you please what is in the inside, what is in the outside will be taken care of. Glory to God. <laughs> One on wisdom number 260. 
every, every, everything worldly that has become your idol will fail you. Who and what is your idol? Jesus, Hollywood stars, or American idol? Looking unto Jesus is the best idol that was ever offered to humanity. Choose him. A lot of you today, you know, you have caved an idol for yourself. There are many things that are that are that you know that stands as an idol to you. If you read the book of 4 John chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, Little children, keep yourself from idols. Now, what is this idols? Idols could be heroes. Hello, somebody. Idols could be your it could be stars, idols could be obsession. It could be ideas, things that are ideals. Hello, somebody. It could be your things that are your favorites. Favorites. You know, you say, oh, uh, uh, this is my favorite, this favorite drink, favorite football club, favorite singer. This people could be your idol. I don't mean you don't have a hero. Hello, somebody. Because if you show me your hero, I will show you whom you become. But I believe the best hero, hello, is Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is the Holy Ghost that is living in the inside of you, my friend. So, I repeat again, if everything worldly that has become your idol will fail you. It's going to fail you. Who and what is your idol? Jesus, Holy Church, or American idol? Looking unto Jesus is the best idol that was ever offered to humanity. Choose Jesus. So, some of you, you know, you have all sort of people you call your idol. They are your idols. They are your obsession. They are your models. Some of you is Rihanna, is Gaga, is Madonna, is Snoop Dogg, you know, uh, 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 whatever you call is Beyonce, whatever you could call them. But in, in your dictionary, hello somebody, you don't have Jesus as your idol, not the Bible as your idol, not the Holy Ghost as, as your idol. You don't have prayer life even as your idol. What is your idol? And that is why John said, little children, keep yourself away from idols. I don't know what is occupying you today. My greater idol is, is the work of God. My idol is Jesus. My idol is the work of God. My idol is the Son of God, the Holy Ghost that is in the inside of me. I don't know about you. Lastly, what is the wisdom 261? Uh, uh, the greatest desire of every well-meaning parents is to have their children walk in the truth of salvation, prosperity, Peace, joy, holiness, love, and grace of God. Hello, somebody. First John chapter 1, verse 4. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Every parent wants to have their children walk in the truth of God's word, in the truth of salvation, prosperity, peace, joy, holiness, love, grace of God, and favor. But some of you today are walking in the truth, you know, of the devil. You are doing things that does not bring glory to God. Most of us today are not walking in the truth of these positive things I've mentioned. But if you want to make your parents proud, whether they are old or young, walk in the truth of what is good. You know, Jesus is good. Anything that is good represents him and have the character of Jesus. I repeat again, the greatest desires of every well-meaning parents is to have their children walk in the truth of salvation, 
prosperity, peace, joy, holiness, love, and grace of God. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. I pray for you today that I'm knowing them to walk in the truth of God's word, the truth of what is good, love and reconciliation, peace and forgiveness that is on you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Apostle Prince Blessing Chick is here, the lead pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. God bless you. Bye.